This is the Social Geek Radio Network. Hello, geeks, and welcome to Social Geek Radio. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing conciliari. Today's guest is Brandy Johnson from the Coupon Bureau. A quick note for marketers, especially those in the franchise space. Join me for a new weekly live webinar series called Quick Fix. The idea is that every week, one of my franchise friends will join me for a very short webinar to share one problem and how they fixed it. Every webinar is 15 minutes or less, and we do it every Tuesday at noon Eastern time. Tomorrow, Brandy Klustra, literally the smartest tech geek I know in franchising, joins me to talk about taking your data and making a story out of it. The link to join us is in today's show notes, and thanks to my pals at Ularity, especially Mary Hanula, for putting this all together. And today's Social Geek Radio Show is brought to you by ServiceMinder, Digital HR, and Consumer Fusion. Consumer Fusion helps franchises attract customers online with their AI-powered reputation platform. With more than 70,000 illegitimate negative reviews removed, Consumer Fusion allows franchise brands to maximize their digital footprint with reputation management, local SEO, and social media, including automated owners' responses and integrated review generation tools. Get started with a one-month free pilot and learn why brands trust Consumer Fusion with their online reputation. Visit ConsumerFusion.com slash pilot. Consumer Fusion, keeping reviews honest. Brandy Johnson is the CEO of the Coupon Bureau, and she joins us now for the first time on Social Geek Radio. Hey, Brandy, how are you? I'm fantastic, Jack. Thanks so much for having me today. I have so many questions about coupons and what on earth is going on with <laughs> retailers and and stores and online things and digital coupons. And I've got a million questions for you. But before we get there, give us a little bit of your background. What's your story? Sure, absolutely. I have always been in sales and marketing um, for, gosh, longer, too many years that I would probably like to say, uh, but about, I guess in 2012, uh, maybe 2011, um, I had a social media marketing company agency that I was running with my husband, and we were taking care of social, and uh, you and I talked about this the other day, this was so long ago that I used to go into people and try to introduce the concept of Facebook and said, you know, it's kind of like MySpace, but for college kids. So yeah, I just told everybody how old I am. Um, yeah. The then, Facebook, you, right? The Facebook. Absolutely. And, oh my and coming goodness. soon, there's a new social media coming out. They're going to call it Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever that is. Right. Oh. I love it. Um, so we were doing social media, um, and we also built the technology, the apps, the Facebook apps to drive those programs that we were selling. And we took on our first food manufacturing client, Holy Guacamole. Um, and then sitting around with my team, I was like, okay, for social and food, I mean, I guess we need to do a coupon, right? Does anybody know how to do a coupon? (laughs) Um, and the long and short of it is, um, our dynamic tech team ended up 
um, building an app to make manufacturer coupons work in Facebook. And it was the first um, accidentally, which is how all good things I think come about. And from there, we realized that we had unintentionally created a coupon company. We knew nothing about coupons, uh, had some really great people in the space that came around and helped us understand clearing and security and barcodes and all the things that you actually needed to know besides just the Facebook integration. Um, and so we ran Cupels, uh, that company, for almost a decade. And through that process, we as technologists and as consumers kept saying, why can't a brand just send me a coupon that I can just take in on my phone? And that's yeah. what all of our clients asked us. Um, and so that's what led me to the Coupon Bureau. So you guys started developing those things that we started seeing, I don't know how many years ago, where people would just walk in off the street with with something on their phone that was in their Facebook. I don't even know if it would have been in the news feed at that point, but it was probably on some local retailer's page uh, where someone would walk in and hold up their phone and say, here's my coupon, right? Well, um, <laughs> I wish we could have, but actually back then we couldn't. That was the reason that we had to create the Bureau. So back then you would discover it in Facebook and then you'd have to print it at home. Oh my gosh, on your yeah, printer sure. And then take it in. And sure. truthfully- what will blow your mind, Jack, is because I know that you're not as familiar with the coupon space because you don't have to be, which is a good thing. Um, but right now, um, up until the, the inception of Bureau and right now with the new coupon format, that still isn't possible. So that's where we are today. And that's what the Bureau is bringing to the market. So part of you starting the Bureau is you couldn't just walk in and have the same coupon on your phone that I might have on my phone. And I, I would guess there's a lot of duplication and fraud and things like that, 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 w that were happening at the time. Is that right? Absolutely. And are still happening, um, not only with, with mobile, but specifically with paper coupons. Paper coupon fraud is a huge issue for grocery specifically, um, probably big box retail as well. But in grocery, it represents millions of dollars a year in loss to the brands and the retailers. And it all comes down to the fact that it's very easy to create counterfeit coupons sure. because there's no third party validation right now. So if you walk into a store, the point of sale can only rely on what's in that barcode as to whether or not that's valid. So if you walk in with a fake barcode that you created and the point of sale has no way to verify whether that's an actual offer in market, then it will apply the discount. So instead of just pressing on with your company doing what mm -hmm. you were doing, you decided to reinvent the industry by having some sort of, I, do you call this an association, an organization, or you know something that is is a little bit more of an umbrella over the whole industry? Do I have that right? Yes, and we're actually an industry nonprofit. the The most anti capitalistic thing I've ever done was divest myself of my for profit <laughs> company, start a pre revenue nonprofit. Um, but we're we're essentially now a standards body. So I kind of jokingly call us Swift Banking, you know, for coupons or the FDIC of coupons. Uh, so we created this um, new coupon format, us and the entire coupon industry, not not just me and my team. Um, and we worked with GS1, which is the global standards body that um, manages all barcodes in the world. And we developed a new barcode structure. 
and then this new connected ecosystem where all of the stakeholders could be connected. So the coupon providers, the manufacturers, the retailers, and then the clearing houses that actually settle the money back between brands and the retailers. And so all we do is manage that connected ecosystem, that platform, and that database of all the various offers that are available for redemption. I'm guessing that most of the folks out there know more about this than I do, or or maybe about the same level, but I'm just blown away that that there's so much fraud or potential fraud in in couponing because I guess I'm thinking back to, you know, a hundred years ago when you would you would clip these coupons out of a yep. publication <laughs> and they couldn't yes. really be faked, right? Even yes. even up until, you know, 15 years ago, um, you could spot pretty much anything that came off of a Xerox machine or something yes. like that. But but I guess that's not the case now. I have never thought of that before. That's that's really interesting. So is yes. that a lot of what you do is sort of refereeing uh, what's real and what's not real? Or what's sort of the, the main focus of the Bureau these days? Yeah, that is a fantastic question. So um, our main focus right now is just getting the new coupon format implemented. And then the beauty of it is there there doesn't need to be any policing any further. So um, a couple of things that we've changed as an industry, we changed the actual barcode. So right now, the barcode that lives at the bottom of a coupon includes all of the purchase requirements, meaning, um, you know, you have to buy one to get whatever off. Mm. Um, And all that lives in the barcode today. So that's a lot of the, um, well, that's probably a lot of the source of actual counterfeit is shoppers going in and augmenting that and then taking it into the store. So by removing that, we've removed their ability to, to change that or to increase the value. The other thing is with the new barcode structure, every coupon is serialized. So that means that your coupon barcode is different than my coupon barcode. So one of the other um, ways that fraud was happening is over redemptions. So I have a paper coupon and I make 50 copies of it and I take it in and just reuse it over and over. So for the brand, um, that that's just completely blowing their budget because they only had a set amount that they wanted in, in circulation. Um, so with that serialized number now and with the point of sales connection to the bureau, we can say one, yes, this is a valid coupon, but two, this serial number has or has not been used before. So now we're able to give the brands and the retailers true, what I call kill at the tail, single use coupon offers. Um, and so back to the policing comment, really the new process, the connected ecosystem and the use of the database keeps the entire industry from having to police anymore. Back in a moment after this word from Digital HR, powered by Exults. In today's market, there's a surplus of open positions all vying for the attention of top talent. But developing a consistent, effective recruiting strategy is a challenge, even with an in-house human resources department. The Digital HR team will put together a customized game plan based on the job requirements and the number of candidates you need. Tactics include website enhancements and ATS integrations, on-site content optimization, digital press releases, social and search ads, and more. Learn more now at digitalhr.com. I've got another question uh, that just popped up in my head about um, 
a phenomenon that we all saw a few years ago. Maybe it's still happening, and I just don't know about it because I just don't watch reality TV anymore. But there was this whole phenomenon of these people who were who were collecting all of these coupons, and I don't know what you call these people. Um, extreme couponers. Extreme couponers. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. That that I think that was a reality show at some point, um, and and they were literally getting cash back off of these ridiculously high grocery bills right and yes. um and i'm probably not explaining this the right way but is is this extreme couponing thing still happening is this still an issue for retailers it is um there was actually a movie recently that came out about that about fraudulent coupon these women just making millions off of off of coupon fraud so that is still happening um i would like to think that some of the new um, controls that are being put in place to help with the current coupon format, which is called 8110, um, is, is absolutely reducing that for the uh, manufacturers and retailers that are participating. But so I would say we put a dent, um, but it's still, it's still not locked down. You know, it's funny because couponing is such a niche, weird industry and um, environment. And so for people like you and my friends and my family who don't have to touch it every day for them to realize that it's the only financial transaction maybe in the entire country that was still left unstandardized or regulated. Those paper coupons are currency. They represent money for the brand and the retailer. Um, and so for us to now be able to lock it down, um, the kind of the equivalent that I would give for the retailers that may be listening is when we went with our debit cards from strip to chip, right? Mm -hmm. um, strip was experiencing fraud. We went to chip and now we can lock it down. That's essentially what we're doing with the new 8112 coupon format. Ah, very good. And let me ask you about that too. The, the, I remember coupons, you know, back in the old days would actually have printed on there somewhere. And maybe some of them still do that, you know, cash value was one one hundredth of a cent or something like that. Is that still the case? Do you really see coupons as having some level of cash value and 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 that's why this is such an issue is that correct sure they they absolutely do when you think about the fact that it's a promise it's a promise between the manufacturer that they're going to give that retailer back the money that they're giving to the shopper on their behalf um and so it's it's a it's a promise it's a contract um mm -hmm. it's, it's it's currency so yes it's I, I take it very seriously. I think that um, for a long time, because we didn't have the technical ability to lock it down, we just all kind of got all okay with the fact that there was going to be fraud. Um, but now that we have the methodologies and we have the technology to be able to tighten it down, um, certainly the brands and the retailers are embracing it. What should the brands and retailers do now if they really haven't been doing what they should have been doing for the past decade or so? And, and they're looking at this as, you know, wow, maybe with the state of economy and maybe with mm -hmm. everything else going on, this could be something much more interesting to consumers than it was a couple of years ago. And we really want to get back in the coupon game. Where should they even start? Yep, that is a fantastic question. So first of all, in order to accept the new standard, they just need to get connected. Um, and if it's a brand, we can help them with that um, really simply. Um, if it's a retailer, we also can help them with that through our technology partners. It will help connect them for free. Um, but I would say, you know, as we think about uh, you and I talked a lot right now about fraud. 
But one of the things that I would say are, are the most meaningful to what this new coupon format means to, to the retailers and to the CPGs is a digital solution, a digital coupon solution that the brands can use direct to consumer. Right now, the brands don't have a digital coupon format that they can use that's theirs to deliver an offer direct to consumer that then can be used in, in any retailer. So think about that as a, a retailer agnostic coupon. The, the retailers have had their own digital solutions through their loyalty platforms. But if I'm, you know, P&G and I want to send, you know, Jack an offer directly, I can't do it in a digital format right now because mm. it has to be tied to a retailer. Right. Um, so, so now we're giving the brands the ability to do that. Um, we're also, because of that digital format, giving them the ability to activate shoppers in channels that they haven't been able to before, whether that's um, in digital media Maybe that's um, in-store promotions digitally, direct to consumer. Um, and then the other thing for the brands is because of the uh, serialization, now they've got attribution. They've got direct one-to-one attribution to know, okay, I know that shopper you know, clipped this coupon from my media, and then I know they redeemed it at X retailer. Um, so using the coupons, maybe not even so much as the incentive to purchase, but maybe as the, the, the way to trail that shopper to understand what channels are they in and which ones are they actively engaging in. More of the customer journey and we can market to that person based on, you know, their, their current habits and things like that. A hundred percent. And then for the retailer, the same, um, mitigating the fraud certainly is important to them, but having additional digital content, if they're a small or mid-tier retailer that doesn't have a loyalty program, that means they don't have digital coupons for their shoppers. So by the manufacturers distributing those, um, now they do. And then I think finally, this this new coupon format can be used not only in brick and mortar, but also in e-com. So mm. for me as a shopper, now I can take my coupon that Coca-Cola sent me directly and I can go use it in my e-com experience, um, which I can't do today. Wow, that's great. And and I would imagine we mentioned the economy and inflation and all of those mm-hmm. wonderful things a few minutes ago. I would imagine there's more of an opportunity for um, uh, consumer brands and for retailers to maybe have something a little bit more interesting for their customers in the in the in the near future. I would assume most consumers are more interested in saving a few dollars here and there than they were a couple of years ago, just with the economy. Am, am I on the right track there? A hundred percent. Just for me as a shopper, yeah. I'm trying to save yeah. money, right? Um, but I think that that layering in um, not only that for the economy, but also just drive new trial and usage, maybe to a product that I wouldn't have tried before, um, but due to the economy, maybe I do. Um, or maybe incentivizing me to to do some of that what we would call pantry loading um so that i can get it cheaper today than maybe i'm going to be able to get it in another mm-hmm. six months as as inflation continues to rise yeah so inflation and scarcity of some products if if, if yes. something's available and and i can uh and i can load up on it today and if i've got a, a coupon that's going to save a few dollars uh wow that's that's a win for the consumer and um, who knows where this is all going, but you know, it, it's also that idea of changing habits and getting people interested in a brand for some reason. And right now it could be for an economic reason that they've never tried before. And, yeah. and I think that's where, that's where the, the brands and retailers could really win in the next six to 12 months. 
hundred percent agree with you. Um, changing, changing shopper behavior and, and asking them to participate in a new process or try a new flavor or go to a new location or maybe to buy online instead of in store because of staffing issues. Um, it's just, it's a great way to have kind of that back and forth conversation, but I also think it's interesting. And I'm sure you've seen this at a larger scale with some of your other um, folks that you get to talk with, but just what COVID's done to e-com and online and how the brands and retailers are also changing their behavior to be able to meet the shoppers now where they are, where they want to be. Yeah. I, and I think we've spent a couple of years spending more money than we probably should because of a convenience or we couldn't get to a place or we had to order in a different way than we were used to. And and now maybe it, it's going to be a combination of spending our money in the same way, but how can we save a few dollars along the way? So I, I think what you guys are doing is, is just right in the right place at the right time for a lot of consumers right now. If any of our brands or retailer listeners in the audience are interested in learning a little bit more about what the Coupon Bureau could do for them, or maybe they've just got some additional questions for you, where can they reach you? Absolutely. Reach out to me, please. Um, it's Brandy, B-R-A-N-D-I at thecouponbureau.org. Um, or you can go to our site, thecouponbureau.org, and we've got helps there. We've got informational links. Um, but right now, connectivity is key. I would say that the Coupon Bureau is synonymous with connection because that connected ecosystem is what makes all of this this work for the new coupon standard. Um, so for retailers, it's not an, a matter of if, but when, as far as needing to adopt the new standard. Um, but we certainly would love to visit with you, make that transition easy, and then um, hopefully get you into this first mover category to gain some of those benefits as well. Before we go, a quick word from ServiceMinder. ServiceMinder is the platform for managing and operating home services brands, from tracking marketing efforts to delivering professional online proposals directly to clients, to lead capture, to automating daily tasks. ServiceMinder provides unique tools and integrations designed to make your brand stand out from competitors. See why ServiceMinder currently supports more than 50 home services franchise brands and integration partners. Book a demo today at serviceminder.io. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. Your comeback of a lifetime starts now. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.